Welcome to the Adam and Julie podcast. Hey guys, how are you? We're here with Katie and Micah Peterson, and we are so thankful that you guys made it in. We had a little trouble coming up with the date because we are all super busy and it's a super busy time of year. So we really appreciate this. Yeah. It's our yeah. pleasure. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's fun. Good. So we have wanted to just mm. sit down almost like we're having coffee. I'm I actually have a tea in my hand and I'm in my jammies. And I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> 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 you'll, I have no pants on. you'll never Awkward. know the truth. <laughs> you'll never know, know the truth. We're best friends that <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. But no, no we're just gonna be relaxed and we just wanna sit down and just talk. Um, they shared their testimony three months ago at Celebrate Recovery. On our anniversary. On your anniversary. You guys are hardcore. Yeah, you should intro yourselves. Tell us who you are. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Most people know, but not everybody. Go ahead, Katie. You want me to introduce you? No. We're Micah and Katie Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been married 14 years. So when we shared our testimony, that was one confirmation for us to actually step out and share was the date you asked us was our anniversary date. Yeah. So we just thought that was cool to be able to share um, a little bit more about our history with everybody on such a special, important date yeah. um, mm. for us. Good. Yeah. yeah and, and probably more on the personal side, we're both local yokels. Um, I'm a St. John boy, born and raised up by the airport, and Katie is from Charlotte County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down on the border. So uh, we we met uh, through some great circumstances at a Christian New Year's party in Cowtown, Sussex, mm-hmm. um, and stayed up till about four in the morning playing Bibleopoly. Oh. Bible-opoly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll play so, that next time we're together. Okay. 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 <laughs> game store. We'll see if they have the it. Deal. But, oh. um, yeah. So I, you know, we didn't have to go too far to find each other and yeah, it's kind of a, cool. a fun story of just getting to know each other. And, um, we've had a, a wonderful relationship just kind of over the years. Yep. And, uh, this is, you know, it's talking about this, these challenges mm-hmm. in these, in these areas is, uh, you know, it's a part of some of the struggles that people go through, but we're on the whole, you know, we have six kids, uh, seventh on the way in June and uh, awesome. just love each other and love our family and our yeah. crazy life. And, and we, we love you so much. We just counted a privilege to be friends with you. So we didn't just bring people in from Celebrate Recovery. They're actually our personal friends. And I was just so honored when you guys shared your testimony. Micah, I could tell when you shared it wasn't like it was just easy for you to share. I know you've shared a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, so Micah runs Men of Courage, uh, menofcouragesj.com. You can check it out. Once a month, you do a breakfast That's at right, Dayspring. Yeah. Yep. Second Saturday, right? Second Saturday. Not every two Saturdays, but just the second Saturday of yes. every month. Okay. Yep. It usually falls between like the 8th and the 14th mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, and you get quite a few guys come out, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah 50, awesome. 50, 60 guys yeah, will come awesome. out. Yeah. That's why I, I love Katie and Micah as well. And when we were back beginning this ministry, when I wasn't doing so well, Micah was a great friend and, and obviously an influencer in my life, man. And this is just awesome that we get the journey and do this together because mm-hmm. there was a, a point where I didn't think I was going to be able to journey anywhere. Yeah. And to have friends like these two come alongside of us yeah. has just been amazing. So we're super stoked yeah. to be able to talk about a subject that is, um, I, I want to say scary, but it's just so secretive and so shameful that it's mm-hmm. just destroying marriages. It's mm-hmm. destroying um, kids. Yeah. Right. Like nine years old, pornography starting and earlier. That, yeah. It's it's right, getting earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's it's 
I don't want to say it's insane because it's not that. It's real. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. this is the And it can't be a in. secret because no, and it, and it doesn't it, need to be. it's affecting so many people. But it is the one thing, and Micah would agree at Celebrate Recovery, it's the one thing, even me as the leader of CR, to put that up on the wall that says sexual addiction group <laughs> with the name beside it. Yeah. Right. It just, when we have our group, we'll like we'll yell down the hallway, porn group down here. And no, everybody's running away. Right? Like, know, right? oh, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but, but you know what the cool thing is, though? That, that's the group that that's, I would say that's where we've seen a lot of our growth was in those groups for men right the men because it takes so much to step out of it mm. so once you st- and that's the key like with the addiction and drugs and alcohol yeah we see lots of recovery in that as well but there's something that's more secretive mm. even in that in the shamefulness of pornography addiction and what that looks like that mm. when the guys start admitting that or women start admitting that they started getting freedom yeah um, it's cool so no yeah. i just i started to say micah when you shared your testimony three months ago I could tell it wasn't easy still, mm. even though you share it all the time. You mm-hmm. share it at Dayspring. You've given your testimony a few times at CR. But when Katie and Micah shared together, um, you were saying it was just so hard. Like, you don't even want to do this. It's hard to watch your beautiful wife. It, it mm-hmm. reminds you, you know, of the hurt that you caused her. And yeah, it's still hard. But why do you want to share it, even though it's hard? Um, yeah, so I think the the well I'll start with maybe saying the reason why it was a little bit harder with Katie on the stage was I've given my testimony before and it's been really me sharing my own mistakes and um as much as it's not fun to label myself struggling with internet pornography um and just putting that out there I I always know that it causes harm or hurt to Katie and then but for I think for the people in the audience, if I go to a men's conference or something, it's like an invisible person. It's like sure. they yeah. don't know who yeah. that person is. And yeah. they, but then when when Katie's standing beside me on the stage, it's it's like it's just bad, you know. It, it just it just sucks. Yeah. sucks. And uh, mm-hmm. so um, so that was harder, you know, to do that. But then the you know the reason why you would um, you know put yourself through that is just that if there's anything in what I can share that can a you know, prevent some kids from getting into it. So if I can get out to parents and get in front of um, internet pornography with kids, then I'll do that all day, right? Because mm-hmm. just saving one kid from, like, if I just help one home get porn proof and uh, a bunch of kids just don't have to deal with that um, so early in their life, then that's a big win. Um, so educating parents. And then on the other side of it, once people are into it and they feel like they can't get out and they're addicted, mm-hmm. Um, I just like to tell people about the grace and the love that I found that like learning that God loved me and, um, how important that was for me to, that that was the secret, Mm -hmm. you know, like the secret to breaking addiction is not something that you do. It's something that you receive from God. And Mm -hmm. so anytime I get a platform to share that, Mm -hmm. I just feel like for whatever shame and whatever I, I put myself and Katie through, Mm-hmm. It's worth it to to help other people yeah. out. So we, we just what he just so said about it, something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you go ahead, Adam. A lot, but um, <laughs> it's something we receive, not something you do. Mm-hmm. Like that, man. So many of us miss that. Yeah. Like yeah, we just do, 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 and it never, never works. It doesn't work. It no. just doesn't work. Yeah. and it's so hard to. 
man, I just love how you said that. It's just a reminder for me. It's so hard to communicate that. Yeah. It is, you know, it has to be. And hopefully, you know, we can come back to that at some point yeah. here in the conversation. I can, yeah. mm-hmm. I can give more details. But that is, those are the two main reasons is yeah. prevention and cure, right? Yep. So. But we love how you shared together because we normally just hear one side of the story. Mm-hmm. And it was really helpful, I think, for a lot of the women at Celebrate Recovery and for the listeners of this podcast to hear Katie's side as well and how it affected both of you. Um, but I just want to start with Micah. How young were you when you started with the pornography? And like, how did that happen? Yeah, so I, I would say I've talked to a lot of different guys because um, I'm just curious about am I alone or how alone am I or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some guys that just are fortunate enough to grow up and it's not a big deal for them. You know, like they're obviously they're married and they're, you know, they're attracted to, to women. But the it's, but pornography and that addiction is, doesn't seem to be a struggle for them. So I'm always a little bit jealous of guys like that. And I've met a number of them. So that's that's kind of it's kind of a good for them thing. When I was a kid, I just had a keen interest in it. Like just I, you know, I just find whatever I could find books around the house or um, when entertain. I always use the example of uh, entertainment tonight would come on at like seven o'clock at night. So you're still a little kid. You're still up. And that show would come on our little black and white 13-inch TV. Like, how old are you talking? Like, I'm seven years old. Okay. Yeah. Because we uh, have a nine and 11-year-old, so yeah. I'm really interested in so this. So I'm seven years old. The show comes on, and they keep hinting towards at the end they're going to show something, you know. And then it was almost without fail, almost every weeknight at the very last three minutes of the show, they would show a picture of a naked woman with a film strip kind of just covering her private parts. Mm-hmm. And... And it was just like like we just, I, like I lived to see that those th- that right. three minutes of that show okay. like it, and so it was you know the kind of the hooks go in fairly early in terms of just that's we're not talking about the internet or anything right now right, right. and um, but but I think that's just sort of a normal curiosity phase that mm-hmm. most boys go through and I would not have had access to porn like there's no there was no way for me to get it mom and dad when we were going to church they would drive by Clicks Boutique on Rosse Avenue or whatever and. You knew there was stuff in there, but there was curtains covering it, you know, like it just, it was kind of like you knew something was going on in there, but you, there was no way. And it wasn't like even today at the mall, when you go by La Senses or something, there, there wasn't that kind of imagery around. Like you just, you you know what I mean? Not like today. Like it's not, today is different. And uh, so you were fairly insulated, you know, Mm -hmm. generally, generally speaking. Um, But then the where the hooks went in was like at school when the internet did come out the guys at school started talking about different websites that they were going to and i remember this one you know there some of the stuff that they were talking about and then both at school and at home with modem speed internet and kind of green and purple colors and you were how old here 12 13 okay. you know at that so point right? right like so, i remember when the internet first came out i guess yeah. um, <laughs> that was the first thing we looked up yeah like we punched in playboy at my dad's store yeah it was, it was like celebrities nude was, celebrities so like you'd just be like vanna white naked yep. and yep. just and you'd look for it on google or whatever it's website. funny how it almost it was almost like a harmless thing it was just something we did and what it turned into yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So wow. then it just yep. as the speed of the internet and the computers got better and the color got better and just everything started to come together and you we knew how to control the computers in our 
like we our parents didn't even know what they were doing on the computers like we yep. did everything yeah and then so we could delete the history we could delete the cookies we could we could make it look like we were never there and mm. we were in complete control of mm. that in the house and and so but the, why would the parents think that that was a big deal because for them it was just we'd go in and load up a dos game or something like commander keen and they they right. didn't know what you know sure. what we're doing in there and so i don't i don't fault parents from that era and and certainly the internet is a once in a millennium event you know what i mean yeah, like sure so sure. it's like this thing this tide change happened happened mm. to happen right at the time that i was 13 years yeah. old so yeah. um so between school home secrecy it's just like you're 13 years old and you know you got kids around this age right and it's just like they're so naive they're like a little kid in a big kid's body and and then they have just imagine just dumping your kid off at clicks boutique behind the curtains inside of that building with no parental like just at all but then mm. no parents no nothing and they can go in anytime they want to right every day yeah. whenever mm-hmm. however and it's like that's what happened to i i talked to like tons of guys at our church and that is their story like yep, without question yep. their story is they got to the computer before their parents did yep. and they were just to, you just have to basically imagine that you dropped off your th- your 13 year old kid inside of a porn shop by themselves mm-hmm. and that's all you need to know really yeah like you said back on entertainment tonight where you'd live for that three minutes i remember sitting at a friend's house and they had like the old big satellite dish with the like scrambled yeah. channels yeah. right and you're trying to watch to get a through the scrambleness to get a peek yeah. and you're trying to tell me that i can like punch in something on the internet and i'm not going to do it yeah. when it became available mm-hmm. yeah because we were going at great lengths to see it before right. and now it's so simple yeah. so right. just what you said yeah yeah, yeah uh, so parents know more what's available but it's so much easier so what do we do is there anything we can do like yeah, what do you what are you going to do in your home continually shocked and kind of frustrated with talking to different parents and um like the da- like knowing what the dangers are personally right and people should be more aware but maybe they're just choosing to kind of ignore the reality of right. it but and it's and the pornography just to be clear the pornography now is so much worse like when 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 it first came out it was what we what you would call softcore porn which is just pictures of naked women basically mm-hmm. uh like playboy kind of stuff like your we'll say your grandfather's pornography but like the stuff now is just uh like i i won't describe it cuz you'll have to edit it out but it's just like it's unimaginably bad it's horrific like mm-hmm. and it's we'll just say it's it's abusive it's mm-hmm. um and it's not they're all linked together so you can't piece it apart anymore like if you go to look for one kind like softcore pornography mm-hmm. around the edges all the advertisements all the stuff it's all the other stuff so mm-hmm. as soon as you're there for five seconds you're desensitized you're yeah. and it's it just like one thing leads to the next and so what we're talking about now when we say pornography it needs a whole other name yeah like it just needs right. it needs a whole other mm. name mm. like yep. rape it needs like it mm. needs a whole bunch of descriptors yeah. on it yeah. they're just so what we're when we're saying kids when i was exposed to at 13 now boys are being exposed to on ipods and stuff at Mm. hockey practices or in the schoolyard Mm. or whatever at eight years old right Right. so it's gone from like average age of exposure 11 a few years ago to now it's like going down towards eight years old so you can fully expect that between eight and 11 your son is encountering Mm. this with one of his friends and one of his devices at a sleepover you know wherever and then so now you're inside your own home and you're and you have to literally sit down and take out a piece of paper and go, What devices do I have that touch the internet? 
Right. So what are all the things that I have? Mm-hmm. And it, and so when I first started helping people with this, I would go out and I would say, basically, put a password on every computer that only mom knows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have to be there with them when they're using the computer. Yeah. Just that's that's as simple as it is. Is that what yeah. you guys do? Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we did that. So yeah. we had two computers. We just put a password on it, and we still have that to this day. The yeah. kids don't know the password. They can't get in. Yeah, we don't we, let our kids We give it to female or, babysitters, yeah. not yeah. male babysitters, whatever. Uh-huh. And then, so that solved a lot of stuff, but now you've got iPods. Eben just got a switch, and that thing, that thing, internet is just woven through the fabric. You cannot use that switch without somehow no. touching the internet inside of each game in the menus mm-hmm. and it's and so now it's like a nightmare to try to like Protect like he told me the other day he's with his friend and they're on their xbox watching youtube videos like right. we try to keep them off youtube like it's a youtube's a nightmare right mm-hmm. like yep well, and just so one click 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 yeah click you're three bait, clicks right? away from from click and like mm-hmm. how quick do you get addicted like for you when you started looking at it like how Glad quick does it happen yeah that's would you say for sure. uh, i don't know about that like i would say that once you've seen nudity, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, it's, it's just game over. Like, uh-huh. you, like you're once you've seen it, you just want to go back to it mm-hmm. because it's like, it, like I sometimes when I'm doing talks with people, like with parents and stuff, I'll try to kind of bubble up to like a layer where you can talk about it in a way that, like, we're talking about something beautiful. We're talking about something God designed. We're talking about something that is really important and has a purpose. And so, like, if you start at what God designed, you basically have this step thing, right? Where you go, man meets woman, they get married. Uh, you know, man sees woman naked. He can't take his eyes off of her. And then, like, that train won't stop until you're holding a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, without yeah. getting into the details, it's like, you're not supposed to stop. Mm. You're supposed to see it and go and go and go. Because if you didn't care, like, if you saw it and then you didn't care and you just walked away... We wouldn't have families. We wouldn't have kids. Right. Like, so it, the design is there to kind of like, the, once the train leaves the station, it doesn't yep. stop, right? Mm-hmm. But you put it into a 13-year-old's hands, you know, with that garbage, and you've got the train in motion, and it's not stopping. Mm-hmm. And then there's nobody there helping or protecting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and then it's, a, it's a total nightmare. So the, the, on the prevention side, it's locking your devices, knowing what devices have the Internet, on something like an iPod, you can go into the rest- right now. It's so easy. They've got oh yeah, there's lots of you ways. You can go in now with the time, uh, with the screen time, time mm-hmm. and you can actually restrict what apps they can access for how long. You know mm-hmm. what that put. It, you can block adult stuff very yeah. with one mm-hmm. thing. You can ban websites. You can go onto your modem. There's a there's a website you can use, and we could provide you with some resource links later. Mm-hmm. But you can put in this thing in into your modem. And yes, just we will <laughs> add all of these links to the default, show notes. Yeah. It will just block all porn mm-hmm. sites. You know, it yeah. filters yeah. them. There's a list that it mm-hmm. put, like a white list it puts them that, through. That's good, man. I, I love how we talked about like protecting our children and how it starts so young and stuff. One of the things we definitely want to move into here is talking about in the marriage mm. and what that's how bad that can be and how quick and how confusing it is and mm-hmm. how the husband says, Hey, I'll never do it again. I promise. And the wife never knows. And she's scared to ask mm-hmm. because she yeah. doesn't want, cause she knows the truth mm-hmm. and, but doesn't want to ask the truth like or doesn't want to hear the truth. So they just kind of forget about it. Yeah. So Katie, we want to just, um, 
How did you feel when you found out about Micah's addiction? One thing about Mike is he's very open about it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and for me, it's something uh, I really respect Micah for because I was always the liar in it. Mm-hmm. I was scared to death to tell the truth because... Mike is a horrible liar. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't lie. That's why we get along so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was one of the things. So Katie, how did you deal with that and what did that look like when you guys... And was you know, this you before you got married? Yeah, just, yeah so you, you Micah... Got the floor. I got yeah. the floor. It's my yeah. turn. So um, I had just met Jesus six months prior to actually meeting Micah. So wow. for my own um, past and history, like I came from a lot of brokenness, um, a small town, very promiscuous, um, looked for um, identity in all the wrong places, was very active sexually um, myself. So coming into our relationship once when I when I met Jesus, I actually met him at a summer camp, a Christian summer camp. So then I was stuck there with all these Christians for six weeks, six to eight weeks. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to leave. It was really an awesome summer for me. Um, and then I met Micah. So I really knew about that realm. Like I already knew guys. I'd been yeah. there. Like yeah. guys so were addicted to this. it wasn't too shocking for you then. It wasn't a shocker for many of my friends' parents to have Playboy sure. in the bathroom. Like that was very okay. common for me. Like it wasn't like I was dumb sort of too mm-hmm. right yep. or naive to mm-hmm. what guys were doing or mm-hmm. whatever i thought it was kind of nor- like sort of normal if you grew up yeah. in it you just think it oh that's a normal thing mm-hmm. they're men or whatever um so then when i met micah he was very honest within like i want to say like the second phone call <laughs> it was very awkward wow. we won't talk and about i do have to agree with adam i've <laughs> always like thought a lot of you that way how honest you are mm-hmm like, yeah, it's yeah. not he common. Really, you don't see that. Yeah, he just really wanted um, to be open about this struggle that he was had dealt with for a long time. At that point, he was walking with his grandparents really closely mm-hmm. um, in it and being in the computer science world. He has mm-hmm. a degree in that. That's not an easy um profession to be in and struggle with this addiction right one of my co-op jobs was actually a whole floor of guys that had access to crazy tv channels for testing and all they did all day was record porn and store it so they could watch it all day that was what basically they were getting paid to watch porn. that's when we were dating. that was one of my yeah. computer science co-op wow. jobs was Imagine. to like you know what I mean? like, uh-huh. so it was very open and honest so i just was like oh okay yeah whatever it's fine he's like we were what 20 not even probably yeah. 19 or 20 so i was like oh this is probably pretty normal like he's yeah. whatever <laughs> is a boy or whatever um and it wasn't until we got married like when i think when we got married that's when it really started affecting things like even in our dating Micah would always did you think it would stop when you get married yeah for sure I thought it was going to stop when we got married like he would be fulfilled like he was able to have an outlet sort of like he wasn't going to need this and it didn't and that was really um mind shattering for me sort of it was Mm. like oh this is really weird and then he recommended um the book for me to read every man's battle Mm -hmm. because at that then it turned into like why can't you stop? Like, why are you not stopping? You know, it's sort mm-hmm. of like with any addic- addiction, you're just like, I don't understand. You have everything. Why do you right, need right. something else? Why are yeah, you Yeah, you have me. Hello. Yeah, like, why are you going in other places? Like, you don't, you think uh, you can change it, right? You yeah. think yep. you can make it stop. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, I read that book and really began to understand, okay, this is a real, I mean, that's written from a Christian Mm-hmm. point of view so that is right. like for me to understand more okay this is not okay this is actually an addiction that 
were dealing with. But at that time, we were still really young. Um, we lived in a different city away from any friends. Like, we were just meeting friends. Okay. Um, so we had nobody to really talk to about it, eh? Like, mm-hmm. would you, were you trying to mask it? Like, were you ashamed that your husband did, struggled with this? Or you just didn't, didn't have it to all. anybody, I don't there think. There was a period of time where... Like the marriage did help. Like marriage does being able to have sex on a regular basis does help. Um, Because if you don't have that, you know, the pattern would have been, you know, porn and masturbation every day or two. Right. Right. So you certainly can go into really long periods of time, multi-month periods of time, even sometimes multi-year periods where things are great. You know what I mean? And it takes something like getting pregnant, you know, going through some normal like parental waves, you know, like where mm-hmm. you're not these, sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> you just have there's to those times there's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the group. That's desire. The that group's listening. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. desire goes down a bit, you know, mm-hmm. in for that a good after, year. Like good we year. want to say for a good eighteen months, probably. Yeah, like probably there is a lot. If you've got two or three kids, and like <clears> that, yeah. there's hope yeah. on the other side, you know, to say that like it comes back, you know, mm. like. Yeah. But it, there are these long periods of mm. time. And then it's like you're single again, and then right. and then so you still have sexual needs. Um, you're you feel like a burden, you know, like to your wife. You mm-hmm. feel like you're another need that needs to be met on top of everything else that's going on. And so you don't feel good mm-hmm. about yourself as a man. And then all this, and then this thing just come, you know, all those memories and all those images are there in your head. They don't go away. They don't right? go away. They're etched no. in, and and so that everything comes back to haunt you. And um, so it it wasn't like. I was watching porn every day during that period. What what was happening was just like the temptation and the mm-hmm. just the daily kind of like just being bombarded you know, with images yeah. and you didn't have strategies or anybody no. to help you say, Okay, when this happens, you don't have to act on that. Yeah, you'd like, be researching something how to fix a computer at work for your job and just these advertisements and these images would just come up and then you're just like you're on, you're on fire mm-hmm. and you're like where do i take this what do i do with this and so then you come home i'm i'm a terrible liar i start talking to Katie about these temptations i'm facing the stuff i'm going through and she doesn't want to hear it so it's like mm-hmm. so this is that was kind of the battleground of like mm-hmm. my 20s was really yeah. just like there are these tougher seasons and this addiction that haunts you from the past and you don't have the tools and you don't really know how to break this thing. And that, mm-hmm. that was that was so tough. you would come home and tell Katie. And then how would that yeah. make you feel? Well, I think I tried to be as graceful. She was very <laughs> graceful. I mean, she never really told me how much inside pain was going on, but she was yeah. on the surface very graceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I knew like I always knew it was Micah's heart that he didn't want to be doing that. Like when you mm-hmm. shared like when we shared our testimony, Micah was weeping. Like, yeah, right. I knew that was his heart. Like, right. so that was a safe like when he told me i wanted to be that safe place because if when we as women shut down to that then they shut off to us right they don't want to come and i never wanted that to be hidden from me or a secret for me because it would kill him because he he's so honest he needs to be able to tell so i really felt god pouring out a lot of grace for us in that time because we really had nobody to talk to. Like there was no ministries Mm -hmm. like this that is happening. There was no pastors talking about it. Nobody Mm -hmm. in my small groups were really, like we were married earlier. Like, I mean, you guys have been married a little bit longer than us, but like we were one of the first. Yeah, you guys are (laughs) old, man. (laughs) We should say that you guys are like 35, right? Yeah, 36, I'm 30. I'll be 38 in January. 38, okay, yeah. yeah. Just so people know that they're not 90. Yeah, no, no we're not. <laughs> not and you're not, and you're not, and 
not 40 yet, yeah. like our friends. Oh. <laughs> I knew that would come up. Like our yeah. friends. Um, so, yeah, I think I did have a lot of grace, but it wasn't easy because I do think the more... Because he was telling me everything, like it wasn't just, it was the temptation stuff. It was like, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I think you do start to feel hard, like to just sort of shut those little connections off to be like, oh, well, he found it somewhere else today, so I don't have to do it. You know, like you just sort of are thinking that way, even though you don't want to be thinking that way. You're just like, oh, whatever. Well, he's good for another three days. Like, I don't have to do, Mm. you know, or I would go into the other mode and be like, okay, I'm going to fix this. Like, I'm going to give more. I'm going to do more. And then he's not going to fall. And then every time he falls, then I'm a failure, too. So it became... Like we talked about, like it started wearing his addiction as my identity. Like right. he fails, I fail. I'm yeah. not being good enough. I'm not a good enough wife. Like yeah. we're not making this connection mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you really took that work. on. Yeah. So important because there's so many marriages that like there's husbands and wives. Obviously, it takes two that aren't having sex. Yeah. Like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's no conversation about it. No. Like yep. the, you really think your husband is just. Fine. Right? Or vice versa. Now even pornography in women has has come so much. Like it's growing. Mm But um, yeah, it's a thing. It's a a real thing. I do agree with that. And I think like when you you asked Micah like why he would do it and he gave his platform. But I think for me, on the other hand, it was like we had no resources. Like, And so now that we're on the other side of it and we're recovering and we feel like we're in a really good season of our life right now. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be there to help people. Like yeah. I want, like there's been tons of women that have reached and we out love since that, that, about that you guys. Yeah, totally. since that night to just say, mm-hmm. can you help me through this? Can right. you help me? Can you, you know, just, we want to be there to talk to people and just say it can get better. Yeah. Like you, this is worth fighting for. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Because it really affects women and their, their self esteem yeah. because yeah. they think like, I'm not pretty enough. What's wrong with me? He doesn't think I'm beautiful. Like, yeah. what do the other women have? One girl that said that at CR that night. Yeah. Like, she was in tears saying, I thought he only did it because I am not pretty. And look right. at you on that stage. Like, that's what she said to me. Yes. Like, and I'm like, well, I don't think I'm like some, you know, yeah. supermodel. But she felt that way. Like, she really felt like he he yeah. was doing this because she was not yeah. attractive. And, and he's crying saying, and that's, yeah, yeah, tell us, Micah. Tell our listeners yeah. how not true that is. It's so yeah, right? hard. Like, it's. There's no, there's no way it to is. explain this because it's like, so I said this, you know, on stage when we did our talk, it's like, I'm not going to excuse this. Like, you can't hide behind the, the banner of addiction and say that, you know, something took control of me. And, you know, th- there's a reference in Romans that talks about like how sin takes control of us. And to some degree, you know, we understand, we all feel that, like, why am I doing something that I don't want to be doing? But, but I, I've learned, you know, this year, this Last January, I, one of the talks I did for Men of Courage was really about um, hearing the other half of what Jesus was saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jesus came to save us by faith, with grace. You just believe, and you're in, you're in, and you receive it, and it's wonderful. And we're we're, we're getting—the church is getting better at that message and, like, yes. singing it and declaring it and living it. But then Jesus said some other stuff, too. Like, he turns around to Peter, who's trying to tell Jesus, no, I'm not going to let you die. really selfishly and Jesus turns around looks at him and says get behind me Satan I'm going to the cross and if you want to follow me you better be ready to pick up your cross and come too right Right? and there's this other half of what Jesus talks about where it's like you need to die to yourself you need to crush that selfish thing 
let it be a seed in the ground and then stuff will grow. Mm -hmm. But if you just stay in that selfish shell and you just go in the ground and you don't die, nothing will ever grow. You mm -hmm. will, your whole life will just, it'll die. It'll yep. never produce fruit. And so right. there's a part of this in explaining what this addiction is. It's selfishness. Like yeah. you got addicted to it as a kid. That part you can have a lot of grace for. Like you, you shouldn't right. dump Innocent, a kid. You shouldn't dump like a kid in the clit's curious, boutique, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. but once you become a man and you start to, you know, have a little bit more willpower, it's like you're doing this because you want to do it. That is the mm -hmm. only explanation for this. Would you call it like the thorn in your flesh? I just say that, like, you, you, I you used to use that lingo. <laughs> <laughs> lingo. You don't like that one? No, like I would just say there's a bag of Doritos in your pantry. Right. It's Friday night. You worked hard all week, and mm. you know it's there. Mm. And at some point in the day, you decide, when I get home, I'm going to eat half of that thing. Mm. <laughs> like, all of it. I've done right? that. And, I've and had a gallbladder attack You get home, and you, put the, you work hard, and you put the kids to bed, and then everything's just right, and you put some show on, and you go and mm. eat half that bag of Doritos. It is identical. And so yeah. it, whatever addiction, whatever your vice yeah, is. Mm. Looks different for everyone. Looks different for everybody. This one is the same and and it's like it's almost like you just put your whole life on pause right like yeah. it's, it's like your wife is there she's beautiful your kids your work everything's mm -hmm. perfect but you just put all that on pause and you go do this thing that you like doing mm -hmm. just because you know and it, it's it's selfish it's destructive it's horrible yeah. it's a betrayal it's like and i'm owning that like and yeah. i hate it and it's like but i'm owning it and saying yeah i'm guilty like that and that it's part of my story of coming to know God at all, because without it, I would have grown up in this perfect Christian environment. My life would have been amazing, and I wouldn't have really understood God's love and his grace if I didn't have this thing that kind of pushed me up and drove me you know, against the wall and kept me there. I want to jump to Katie for a second. Yeah, though, <laughs> sure. On, um, I was going to jump in. To yeah, stuff. yeah, okay, well, you could have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I just, I really... Again, back to the marriage thing. Just like, what advice do you give some women that are are feeling like they're just overwhelmed by this? They know something's going on. They don't mm -hmm. want to bring it up in their marriage. They don't want to talk about it. They they feel humiliated if anybody knows. I've had people come to to CR, and we don't mention any names and that, but they come and they they sneak in a husband and a wife, and they're mm -hmm. just not sure on how to, and we never see them again, yeah. right? Because it's just too much. So there became a point where you said you just had enough. Right. Yeah. So in the middle of Micah sort of sharing about that, God yep. did some really big things in our in our life. One was like in the middle of that, he moved us away from where we were living at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was um, at the time very sad and emotional for me. I didn't mm. want to do that move. Right. Um, but now even as Micah is that here? here. Yeah. Okay. To here. Yep. So even as Mike is sharing, I'm like, God really was doing a work because like I shared, like we had nobody to talk to. Like yeah. there was nobody in our life mm. that was going, mm. was open about this or was talking yep. about this. Right. And so God moves us here where we find out we're pregnant with our third baby. We have that third baby in 2020 or 2012. We are having our seventh baby <laughs> in 2020. Track. <laughs> uh, we have our third baby in 2012. And that was our seventh year being married. And that's when it broke for us. Mm. And we had just found Don't this church. Don't they say that about seven years? Yeah, the seven <laughs> years, whatever. They Three kids, basically. Three kids, yeah. seven years. And it really um, broke for us at that time 
because I, I couldn't handle it anymore. I was very postpartum at the time. I wasn't able to give anything. Micah had no other accountability except for me for all these years. And I just felt like every day he was coming with like, mm. this happened or I felt tempted by and And I, I was in such depression just feeling... I don't know any moms out there no, or when after yeah. you have a baby and you are 60 pounds heavier than what yep. you're used to being. It was summer. You're hot and you're nursing. I <laughs> felt like the biggest, fattest pig of life. Like, I'm going to say that because we're friends. We can. Yeah. yeah. Like, you feel awful as a woman. Oh, for in sure. That, like, I remember just <laughs> laying there crying. I like nursing this baby like. I am nothing but this like pig. Yeah. Like for wow. real, you just feel that. And then you have your husband who like, obviously your hands are like nothing for six weeks. Like I just birthed this baby. Like, yeah. yep. uh, and just coming. And I just remember breaking down and being like, I can't take this anymore. I want to have grace with you, but I can't handle this. So mm -hmm. you need to find somebody. And it was the first time we actually had started coming here and the Kings. to Kings in yep. that season mm -hmm. where it began very um, abruptly that people were talking about accountability instantly. Okay. Yep. That's okay. mm -hmm. one of our first weeks we committed to being at this wow. church. Yep. And it was like, okay, people are talking about this there. We need to be there because we need, we this. need this. Like, yep. we need this. And I said to Micah, I want you to find somebody. And thank mm -hmm. God he brought um, somebody into Micah's life, um, another couple friend of ours who would meet with Micah in the mornings, 5:30 at Tim Hortons. He's been doing that for a long time, wow. seven years. And that friend was so life-saving to Graham our marriage Chesson. because yeah, I, yep, yep. I do. we're going to shout his name right on the podcast. There we're you go. Tell them. <laughs> it, it was life-saving mm. for us because Micah began to start, um, sharing, when he would be tempted with Grant and not with me. Okay. So I lost some of the, yeah. the thing, like, cause I knew Michael Is would always be honest for you? if he, yeah. So we made a deal mm -hmm. in that, accountability that if he felt Listen, tempted Listen. yeah, yeah this it is was good advice it was a good deal thing and yeah it's really hard if your husband's not open because i have met with a lot of women that they don't yeah, know. know and i don't know i don't know that it, that side like sure. and i want to help i think a lot of men aren't open because they're scared to death that yeah their and that's what i out. try to say to women like giving them the resource like your your husband's not a weirdo like yeah. this is normal like mm. this is man act so i try to encourage that way uh, but also to you you own it too like you mm -hmm. can talk about it too and be like if this is happening there are resources for you yes, and that's right. you need help so our contract was if micah went looking for it mm -hmm. himself or if he was home by himself and something happened like that he would confess and apologize because to us that was like adultery right okay. like right it sure. was mm -hmm. sinning sure. against our marriage like right? if i went looking for yep. it yes yep. but okay. if it was something like something showed up on a yeah. billboard or something yep. like he was researching something and something popped up in the computer he would share with his accountability partner okay, okay. Yep. this is so yeah. then i'm not hearing a lot of it. you know yeah like, that's the the daily yeah things of that because there are temptations that are going to come up to men because you yeah. guys are very visual there are differences between totally. men and women and you're very visual and our world mm. has gotten very visual like yeah, it's everywhere can't everywhere. avoid it yeah. and so that was super helpful yeah. um for us to start mm. and then when cr ministry started mm -hmm. yeah that was also another huge yeah, well, that's where you really started giving a lot of it back. Lifesaver right? yeah. for yeah. us, and I think You've that the more 
yeah, you allowed God to love you, it fell off more and more. Like we struggled less and less and it mm. w- it became less and less. Yeah, I'll an give you a, an example to... of how grace changes and then kind of bridging through to what Katie's talking about. Like what happens with grace is, so imagine you're eating, imagine you're trying to diet, right? Okay. And there's a huge chocolate chip cookie like sitting on the counter somewhere. And people are even like maybe encouraging you to eat it or whatever, <laughs> but you don't want to eat it. And you know, it's, it's, you're, it's not, it's against your goals. So like you, you kind of look at the cookie and then you break a piece off and you eat it and then you feel guilty mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I ate that much. Might as well, have some Might as well eat a little bit yeah. more. Might as well eat the whole thing. Yeah. Might as well eat two or three. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's game over. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep. And so you kind of go on this binge thing. And so porn is very, very similar. It's like you have a temptation. Yep. that comes at you yep. you have a thought that Any comes addiction. back from the past Same yep. thing. you're in a situation yep. where those those canals in your brain are already set up and it's like boom you're right in it and then when you don't have grace it's like oh well i had that thought so i might as well do the next thing and the next thing well i come this far i might as well just give up and go whole hog right? yeah mm-hmm. and so then it just doesn't stop and so what grace allows you to do is it says nope you're like you have that thought or you're halfway through or whatever you've already done something bad and you go you know what god loves me mm-hmm. he loves me after this he loves me if i go all the way he loves me like he loves me so i can i can stop, you can stop right anytime. now yeah. and jump out and he doesn't hate me mm-hmm. that's right and it's like that is so freeing that's what grace mm-hmm. does right yeah. so then you combine that so that's what i started figuring out yeah. and living was how to get out faster and mm-hmm. sooner yeah. and yeah. just be okay with god loving me mm-hmm. yeah. in and and then when i met my accountability partner it was the the year of success for me was i would take these patterns to him like you know i'll just be really raw and just say like you wake up in the morning you get in the shower and it's just like that's a bad place, right? Mm. And he'd just be like, well, he's like, they have those Bluetooth speakers. And this is a long while ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have those, they have those brand new Bluetooth speakers. Oh, yeah. And uh, why don't you put one of those in your bathroom, mm. you know, 40, 50 bucks, put one of those in your bathroom, play worship music and set a timer, you know? Mm. And it was like, that's a great idea, actually, yeah. that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. So yeah. just putting it out there and having somebody, you know, speak yep. into that. And that one little tip, just Help. boom just changed right. my right. the outlook of my day yeah. right like yeah. and and you make a new habit like yeah. to listen to worship music first thing Instead. in the morning right mm-hmm. like just yeah. change yeah, your whole day everything. so the yeah it's just there's lots of little things that you've got to start to put together yeah. you know to yeah. mm-hmm. add the grace no take the grace and and then actually start to build forward mm-hmm. and build new habits mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing, like when that break came for us, like when it was like, okay, this is it. I'm I've had it. Like right. It was like I said in the testimony. Like I dropped his baggage. Yes. Right. I loved it. When that you said was that. so yep. freeing for me. It was I like totally relate. Yeah. Okay. I'm I am not your addiction. Right. Like I, I'm not a bad wife. I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong. This is you you need help for this and you're going to get help. We're going to do everything we can to find help and start talking to people about it Mm -hmm. because there obviously is people, people that are dealing with this, but nobody talks about it. Like nobody is talking about this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. We're talking about it. So it was like, okay, I'm dropping his baggage. Like I'm leaving that baggage because I have my own baggage to work on because coming into the marriage, I wasn't healthy to begin with. Like we talk about having a healthy sexuality. That's like sort of our new lingo (laughs) that we, we use or having a healthy, you know, sexual identity in our marriage and, and for Christians, 
Christians to mm-hmm. to be able to speak about it now and actually say that without putting a brown paper bag right, over exactly. our heads and, and shying away from it um, to actually get healthy. So I was in small groups. Like we've been in yes, small groups that's together. where we met. We did meet like six years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I was in a small group here, and I had never heard women talk about it because I was finally in a small group with women that had been married about the same time or more yeah. time than we had been married. Yep. And, you know, this one awesome, amazing woman that attends our church loves sex and loves talking loves about it and <laughs> loves talking about it. And I had never heard that before, like that it was OK. It was always, you know, that was a dirty part of the past. Yes. And how was I supposed to be clean in marriage? But right. that it is to, it is OK. Like yeah. it's OK to have this now in this way. Um, so I began to have more, you know, being cleansed in my own way of thinking. Right. And I remember Mike would be like, I think you should go to small group. I'll watch right? the kids, know, Katie. I've got he's this. not the only husband. So I know there's going to be other husbands of wives that attended right? that group that yeah. were like, okay, it's uh, Monday night. You guys yeah. better get to group. Because they knew we were going to come home with good information, like, right. you know, encouragement from our leader right. who was just so amazing. And I think more of us need to talk about that for sure and be open about it because, um, like, yeah, the woman that comes and, and she doesn't know, she needs to know that it's not about her and there needs to be grace and there right. needs to be forgiveness yeah, and healing. And yep, for what sure. was yeah, the podcast you recommended talk about, about it. healthy sex? Sex, sex and more sex. I think that's what it's called. called. Yeah. It's the connected life. We can put the show notes in the thing. But that's only been recently that we actually listened to that this summer together in our healing process. But that was a cool, it was another resource where somebody's talking about it. The same girl sent that to me. Like, it's just like, okay, she's the one that just knows that there's some of us that just need a little bit more. Like one, you know, one nugget from that series, right, that Katie and I got connected with through that through Katie being part of a small group is like, you know, this, you might have to edit this out, but it's basically (laughs) this idea that like, they just said in the podcast, you know what? Like women are actually more like they're, they have more design towards enjoying sex than men do. Mm. Like, it's like we, um, our culture's made it out that it's, that it's it's only like men get something out of it. Women don't. Biologically, if you look at the way a woman is engineered, they're actually engineered to get more out of it. Yeah, that's true, I would say. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and so <laughs> you guys like, are going to go home this so all, of sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> your, uh, your brain shifts. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a brain shift to, yeah. to say, wait a minute, you're supposed to be getting more yeah. out of this than right. I am. Yeah. And, and so it's like, who's talking about this stuff, right? Like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like, especially yep. not in Christian circles. Yeah, and yeah. they're a Christian. Yeah. It's a Christian podcast, yep. too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing. And even the night we came to CR one night, two of us women were out there, you know, sharing with some mm-hmm. other women about it. And they're like, nobody's teaching us this no. stuff. No. Like, we're, we're young, married women. It. And yeah. we... we we were like this dating or, right. you know, like yep. maybe they mm-hmm. had not known the Lord previous to yep. getting married, you know, and it was yep. like, oh, we were so fun. And now I'm like a prude. Yeah. Right. Right. right? And it's yeah. like, I know that feeling. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what that's mm-hmm. like. So I do think, yeah, as we continue to learn and to be a little bit more open. The, the big, the cool thing is, know, is that that's healthy. Yeah. What you guys are talking yeah. about is healthy. And I think hopefully what we've talked about over the last hour, believe yeah. it or not, um, that <laughs> it didn't feel like under- that. Wow. No, I know that people understand that uh, 
um, working through your recovery and work through these steps, yeah. is it comes to this fun talk of yeah. what sex really is. Yeah. Yeah. And this one of the things recovery. I just encourage the men that are listening is you've got to be honest with your wife. And yeah. if she's threatening you to throw you out, she probably won't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? She she probably won't. She's just scared and, and wants to hear the truth yeah. that she already knows. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I always said I could deal with the truth. Yep. Easier yeah, than what I was, was, you know, yeah, afraid of. Yeah, and that's still something that we work on is yeah. me being truthful and all the little things because those, those habits that are ingrained in my head. Like I still, when I walk in the bathroom and see a toilet, I think of cocaine every right. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that and it's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but though they're just just wired that way, mm-hmm. and it's the same as pornography or yeah. any any yeah. addiction yeah, and sure. how you you deal with that. So to encourage the couples out there. Um, we're couples, so I just yep. really feel a burden for kids, especially. But there's yeah. not kids listening. I hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should have said. We should have uh, said that at the first. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but we just want, like, we do have places where people can connect. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have people. And that's a thing too. Like, if you're, if you've never talked about it, like, yeah. maybe not opening the can of worms by yourself. That's right. As a couple, because yeah. that might not be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit of caution around what you're saying yeah. because I've heard a few guys talk about how. Like their wife has even said. No, like yeah, if, if, I should rewind. If you ever, <laughs> yeah. if you ever do that, I'm out. Like yeah. I'm packing my bags, and it's like, it's, you gotta almost get to the wife first. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah. because well, tell them to listen to the podcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> share this podcast <laughs> yes. with your husband. Yeah. 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 But but there's a lot of brokenness too. Like yeah. we don't know yeah. the woman's side. Right. It could yeah. Been yeah. There could have been abuse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I guess for me, just talk to your wife. I mean, you need to find accountability and yes. do that. Yeah. Like I would even I caution I would talk that to with some people with relapse, right? Yes. Like, okay, what was this? What did it actually look like? Yeah. Did you talk to your accountability? How yeah. far do you need? To, yeah. Like, there's a time and a place. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike. Yeah, and even counseling. You, do, you don't like, want to just go home after you hear this and you're pumped up and it's like, oh, well, Katie stuck around and Julie did. Yeah. My wife will too. And then you're sure, in yeah. your house alone. And, yeah. they, and they don't have a grid for anything that you're talking about. Yes, they don't understand. Sure. No, they haven't right. read every man's battle. They no. don't know yeah. that. You know what right. I mean? Like, can you yeah. quickly, Micah? Just let's end with. Can you talk about the layers that you have set up? You're you're sharing that yeah. with your testimony. Quick. Yeah, let's do that quickly. Yeah, <laughs> quickly, Mike. <laughs> I love how everybody's like, you know, the eye, like <laughs> <laughs> this, this particular podcast, we wanted to just talk, and I wanted, you, I wanted you, I wanted you, because they'll be around in some of our other podcasts, like even some, I would love to do some on financing. Micah yeah. loves, like, budgeting. And, <laughs> yes, no, he seriously. And that's, he lives that's for that's sex and budgeting. Hey, well, hey, what are the what are the number, top top one and yeah. two things that destroy a marriage? That's right. Yeah. Money sure. and sex. Money, right? money. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It is, and... Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do that. So we want you to hear a bit of their story. Right. So you could know that because not everybody heard their testimony. So but I, I do want to share those layers. Yeah, we yeah are I want to. In five seconds, I yeah. can just yeah. say. No, for we sure. Are, we are going to share those. I just wanted to qualify and say <laughs> that's count. there's a lot in here. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you heard what's in here. And uh, it's just really, really good. And we appreciate them. So, yeah, the layers, Michael. Dig yep. in. Yeah. Um, so you kind of want to, you're almost build. you're, you're like uh, in a superhero movie. You know, and you start out like Captain America, skinny, scrawny. I love the illustrations. You know? How can this be five seconds? I know, yeah, right? Me too. Five I don't seconds. like your beep. Five <laughs> seconds. But you're Thank good. you for listening <laughs> to the Adam and podcast. Anyway, yeah. you got you to build up layers. Hit the music, Jewel. You got to build up layers. And and you're, you're coming out Captain America on the other side. And so what that looks like is you're, you're starting out by learning about grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got to 
I know at King's Church, Brent yeah. tries to weave that into every yes, sermon yes. he does in a wonderful way. We sing about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, if it's not happening at your local church, if you're not hearing God loves you and you're responding to him yeah. and you're it, it, instead maybe at your church you're hearing you need to love God and then maybe he'll like you back. Right. Get in a new church. The, um, <laughs> the, after you've got grace... Celebrate something like celebrate recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the breakfast I do is a soft entry into we're sure. just basically going to say, hey, there's a weekly thing going on. Yep. So we go straight to celebrate recovery. Find like people that are struggling with the same thing as you mm-hmm. and realize you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, the rest of the journey can kind of unfold from there because celebrate recovery will they'll recommend accountability. They'll recommend sure. reading your Bible and praying, getting connected and and then serving and kind of all of those things are part of the, the layering journey. Um, and so in Celebrate Recovery, there's journaling, there's, right? Like right. The reading yep. your Bible, learning truth. Yep. Um, there's accountability. coming to CR, coming to church on a regular basis, mm-hmm. getting an accountability partner, meeting once a yep. week for an hour, asking each other seven hard questions. Yep. One, are you reading your Bible and praying? Two, how's it going with lust or whatever it is yep. you're struggling with right. and, and so on and so forth. Yep. And so um, there's more and more I could share, but it's like, you're building up these seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten layers so that what happens is if one of those things fails, if you miss church, mm. you got accountability meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't make it to CR, you know, yeah. your buddy, your accountability partner, is, you can text him and he's calling you. If you miss a quiet time, you're mm-hmm. going to hear it from Brent. On, you know, and it's like no matter where you go, you're just surrounded by mm. this yeah. and you're being built up. And so, mm. so it's <laughs> if you're living so thin that it just takes you to miss church one week, Right. Or, you know, you, you miss Kid's one thing sick, you miss and all one. of a sudden your world is void and black right. and temptation is taking over. You don't have layers. That's right. You're, it doesn't matter how much you know about grace. Mm. The devil's trying to kill you. And if mm. you don't have those layers built in, yep. it's just going to take one punch in the face. Right. That's right. And so yeah, you really I want a that. thickness there. Right. Yep. That's why That's I good. love that. Thank and you well, so I love much, Captain you guys. America. Yeah. I <laughs> know <laughs> you started with Captain America. I'm like, there's no way this is after five seconds. You're like Captain America now. Well, an hour and three minutes. I That's think we good. covered a lot, and we I we did. Yeah, that was awesome. Was Thank really, you so much, yeah, you guys. I know you're very, very busy. Busy yeah. time of year. Yeah. And so we really appreciate this. We They're found really a babysitter that lives on the same lake as us. Amazing. And well, she doesn't mind watching six kids. <laughs> oh, so. wow. And she said she's excited about meeting number seven. So that's good. Luck, that's, that's good. Aww, that's awesome. Cold. Well, we love you guys. And yeah. we're excited for the next one. I think we'll. Uh, I don't think we'll announce the next one. No, no. Yeah. We're not, we won't announce that. But <laughs> it'll probably be after Christmas, right? Yeah, it'll be after Christmas. Yeah. But, but no, yeah. next one with these guys when we start talking oh, about some yes, yes, yeah. and some budget yeah. stuff. I just, there's a lot of people that need freedom in that area too. So yeah. it makes mm-hmm. a big difference. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for having awesome. us. Yes. We right. love you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. We love thanks you too. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, stay tuned for the next podcast. Yeah, you never know. You never know. All right. All right. Bye, guys.